This is a Squeeze podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Good morning. This is Sport Today, your weekday sports news podcast that puts you ahead of the game. I'm Sam Ferris. And I'm Lucy Walken. It's Friday, the 5th of November. In your Sport Today, Australia win big at the T20 World Cup. The Matildas are coming home again. The Wallabies recall a veteran. And it's bobsled time. This is your Sport Today. We're starting with cricket because last night Australia got their T20 World Cup campaign back on track. The Aussies bowled at Bangladesh for just 73, then chased it down inside seven overs. And it's given their semi-final hopes a huge boost. The Aussies needed a big win, and that's exactly what they got, Sam. Everything pretty much went right. Captain Aaron Finch won the toss and chose to bowl first, and four of the five bowlers got a wicket in their first over. By the time leg spinner Adam Zampa came on to bowl at the end of the six-over power play, Bangladesh had lost four wickets, and then Zampa took five wickets of his own. Zampa could have had a hat-trick, but wicketkeeper Matthew Wade dropped a catch on the hat-trick ball, standing up to the stumps. Australia bowled out Bangladesh for 73 in 15 overs. That's the lowest score they've ever bowled a team out for. And then Finch hit 40 off 20 balls as the Aussies won by eight wickets with 82 balls remaining. Yeah, that's the second biggest win in terms of balls remaining at a men's T20 World Cup. Uh, The win means Australia are now back in the box seat to make the semifinals and they've even got some wriggle room. They do, but not too much. The big win saw Australia's net run rate, which is kind of like four and against, go from minus 0.6 to plus 1.03, and that's seen them leapfrog South Africa into second in the group, with the top two from each group making the semis. Australia and South Africa both have six points from three wins each, but Australia is in second because of their better net run rate. It's going to come down to who wins on Saturday night. Australia play the West Indies and South Africa play England. If Australia win and South Africa lose, the Aussies are in. But if both teams have the same result, it'll come down to the margin. The Aussies could still make it if they lose, but they would need South Africa to lose as well. Yeah, it gets a little bit tricky because of all the net run rate stuff. But basically, if Australia beat the West Indies, South Africa would need to beat England to knock out Australia. In England, They haven't lost a match yet. It'll be one of the few times the Aussies will be going for England. Uh, Australia's game against the West Indies is on at 9pm Australian Eastern Daylight Time tomorrow night. You can catch it on KO. Football fans won't have to wait another 600 days to watch the Matildas play in Australia again. They're going to play the USA later this month. Luce, I know you've already booked your flights. Yeah, I booked them, I think, within five minutes of this announcement being made. I'm that keyed for this one. The Matildas will play the US at Stadium Australia on November 27, and then a few days later on November 30 at McDonald's Jones Stadium in Newcastle. This is a pretty big deal because it's been 21 years since the US women's national team has played in Australia, and that was back at the Sydney 2000 Olympics. It's also going to be a rematch of that bronze medal match at this year's Olympics in Tokyo, where the USA beat the Matildas 4-3. And it won't just be the Matildas playing at home soon. The Socceroos play Saudi Arabia in a World Cup qualifier in Sydney on November 11. Sam, I can't quite make it up for that one. No problem, Luce. I'll try and get out there to represent the sport today. <laughs> uh, that'll be 763 days between home games at the Socceroos. If you can't get to the games, you can watch them on Network 10. 
those who tuned in earlier this week will remember we spoke about an unvaccinated V8 supercars driver that is having his medical exemption looked at by New South Wales Health. Well, that driver is David Reynolds and his exemption has been denied. Yeah, and that means he's out of the next three race weekends in Sydney. Even though all drivers must be double jabbed, Reynolds raced last weekend under temporary COVID protocols while the matter was being sorted. Supercars say New South Wales closely looked at his exemption before deciding he was ineligible. And after he got the news, Reynolds received his first vaccine. There is still time for him to be fully vaccinated for the last weekend of the season. The Bathurst won a thousand in late November. He's currently in 14th spot in the Drivers' Championship, more than a thousand points behind leader Shane Van Gisbergen. Yep, Van Gisbergen way out in front of the pack there. The supercars return tomorrow night. They're again at Eastern Creek. You can watch it on Foxtel and KO Sports. Let's head to the UK now where the Wallabies are back in action this weekend. They're playing Scotland on Sunday night Aussie time and they've caught up veteran Curtly Beale who hasn't played for the Wallabies for two years. Beale is back but he may not play just yet. Beale has been playing in France and was called up by coach Dave Rennie because of injuries to Tom Banks and Reese Hodge. He said his best position would be fullback but Andrew Calloway is expected to play there. Beale has played 92 tests but none since the quarterfinal of the 2019 World Cup in Japan, where the Aussies lost to England. He says the memory of that loss still sticks with him, but now that he's back around the team, he wants to play in the next World Cup, which is in France. If Beale makes it to France in 2023, he'll be just the third Wallaby to play at four World Cups, the others being George Gregan and Adam Ashley Cooper. That's some pretty good trivia you got there, Lucy. Uh, The Wallabies are on a five-match winning streak, and after Scotland, they play England and then Wales. Today's trivia question, which is brought to you by the Union Live mobile app, which has all the international rugby scores. When was the last time the Wallabies won six tests in a row? You got a clue for us, Luce? It was in a World Cup year. You're on fire with the trivia today. The Wallabies <laughs> play Scotland at 1.15am Monday morning Australian Eastern Daylight Time and you can watch that on Stan Sport. Staying overseas, more details have been revealed about the fatal car crash involving American footballer Henry Ruggs III, who could be sentenced to 46 years in jail. This happened around 4am on Tuesday in Las Vegas. Ruggs and his girlfriend were travelling at more than 250 kilometres per hour seconds before they crashed into the back of a car which killed a 23-year-old woman and her dog inside. Ruggs suffered a leg injury. Ruggs had a blood alcohol level of 0.61%. That's twice the legal limit in Nevada, and he now faces charges of DUI causing death and bodily harm, one for the woman that was killed and one for his girlfriend who needed surgery on her arm. They carry a maximum jail sentence of 20 years, and he also faces a charge of reckless driving, which could be six more years in jail. Later that night, his team, the Las Vegas Raiders, released Ruggs out of his contract. Ruggs is a 22-year-old wide receiver, and he was a first-round draft pick last year. Ruggs has a court date set for November the 10th, so we'll know what he gets charged with then. If you want to feel old, how about this? It's been 28 years since Cool Runnings came out. That's the movie based on Jamaica's bobsled team that competed in the 1988 Calgary Winter Olympics. Well, Hollywood might want to get prepared for a sequel because Jamaica are attempting to make the Beijing Winter Olympics next year and they've got a Queenslander helping them out. 
Yeah, I remember watching this movie in primary school, Sam, which was not too long ago, but (laughs) the team's physio is Jo Brown. She's a physio that lives on the Sunshine Coast and first started working with Jamaican athletes at the 2018 Commonwealth Games on the Gold Coast. Because of COVID, she spent the past 18 months working remotely with the men's and women's bobsled teams, but is now with them in Canada as they prepare for three qualifying events before Christmas. If they get enough points from those events, they'll make it to Beijing. If not, there's one last shot at qualifying in January in Europe. Brown says some of the team are very aware of Jamaica's history at the Winter Olympics and says it would be like Cool Runnings too if they made it. I wonder if Brown is feeling the rhythm, if she's feeling the rhyme. <laughs> All right, it might be time for us to move on. The Beijing Winter Olympics start on February 4. Time for Catch This, the stuff that's coming up or what's caught our eye. And for me, the F1 returns this weekend. It's actually on Monday morning, 6 a.m. Australian Eastern Daylight Time. Max Verstappen is in the lead, but we've got Aussie Danny Ricardo there as well. Lucy, what do you got? Well, for me, it's the last day of the Melbourne Cup Carnival tomorrow. It's McKinnon Stakes Day. Zaki is the favourite, and I haven't won a bet or carnival I haven't placed one yet, but I suppose I still have some time. Me too, Lucy. Uh, as for today's trivia question brought to you by the Union Live mobile app, when was the last time the Wallabies won six matches in a row? That was in 2015, the World Cup year in 2015. Lucy, they won seven in a row, actually, uh, six of them at the World Cup. The winning streak came to an end in the World Cup final. Australia going down to the All Blacks, Lucy. Yeah, I remember watching that in a bar in France, actually. How well do you remember it? Not that well. <laughs> All right, that's it for us today on Sport Today. Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend. Enjoy your sport and we'll catch you on Monday.